At age 17, Alexa decided to follow her dream and test the waters as a sports broadcaster. Every Friday night, she traveled to the high school football game with the highest profile athletes and began practicing her interview skills. She wrote her own questions, edited her own work, and used her mom as a cameraman. Alexa worked diligently at her career through college, and in July 2019, she made the move across the country to Washington, D.C. to become co-host of D.C. Sports Live, a multi-platform sports talk and entertainment program for NBC Sports Washington. In 2021, she began her new role with NBC Sports Washington as host of the Washington Capitals pre- and post-game shows. On this episode, Alexa will cover what it takes to achieve your dreams, how to just start, and how to deal with, accept, and use the criticism around you to propel your career forward. Alexa will write your permission slip to go after your dreams, so listen in and level up today. Let's go. Hello, my name is Emily Jansen, and this is the Leadership is Female podcast. We interview women in the sports and entertainment businesses to teach you the tips and the mindset that will get you to the top, faster. Marion Wright Edelman said, you can't be what you can't see. Let's bring visibility to women who are crushing it in their roles. Join us week after week, season after season, as we reach back to extend a hand to pull you forward. We will lead you forward because leadership is female. Welcome to the Leadership is Female podcast. Alexa Landestoy, we're so excited to have you. Thank you for being here with us. Tell us who you are and what you do. Yeah, Emily, thank you so much for having me on your podcast. I'm so excited to be here. A little bit about who I am. I'm born and raised in Southern California. Grew up in a big sports family. Lover of the beach, the sun, frozen yogurt. Uh, Always knew I wanted to work in sports. And today, my path has led me. I am the host of the Washington Capitals pre and post game shows on NBC Sports Washington. So you got to tell us how you got there. You're a TCU grad former sideline reporter and in arena host the Dallas Wings and feature sport reporter on Fox Sports Southwest, but you actually got your start in high school. So did you know sports broadcasting was what you wanted to do and you just went at it like full bore? Yeah, it is crazy because people ask me like, you're so young and doing what you're doing at this point. But I said, I started at 16. Like I knew this is what I wanted to do. So like I said, grew up in a big sports family. I played all sports growing up, knew that sports I wanted to make a part of my job. Didn't know exactly what it looked like. Did I want to be a player? I was a soccer player, an elite soccer player in high school, tore both ACLs. So I decided the playing career is going to take the back seat. From that journey, I realized, hey, do I want to do, you know, physical therapy, something in that realm? And then I kind of landed on sports broadcasting. I love talking to people. I love sports. uh, So it kind of felt like the ideal fit. So starting in high school as a senior, we always went to my uncle's high school football games. I interviewed one of his players, um, and that's kind of how I got my start, created a YouTube, put my interviews out there that my parents were recording off of an iPad. Um, And I always tell people, just get out and start, because it was so silly, my start. And when I go back and see those videos, um, it's hilarious, like watching them. But 
I got out there. I learned a lot from them. And then you'd be surprised. I had college coaches start to follow me or that traction on social media because these high school recruits were getting recruited at the time um, by different people. So it kind of was just get out there, start doing it. I fell in love with it. I knew I wanted to do it. So I found schools that had sports broadcasting as a program. TCU had a great one. I went on a tour with my mom to a lot of different schools, landed on TCU as the right fit for me. Um, and just kept going from there and kind of trailblazing, did a lot of the classes, but also on the side was always knocking on doors and finding, hey, how can we, you know, interview the players more? How can we incorporate social media? How can we do this? So I just always kept knocking on doors, got a lot of no's and eventually they turned into yeses. So it started at 16 with a dream and a goal and just kept following it since then. And I'm still on that path now. So I was working in Texas and now uh, got the job here in DC. Yeah, I wrote down two words from what you just said, and it's just start. Where did you think you get the courage to do that? Where does that come from to get the microphone and report and put yourself out there so publicly on YouTube when you're young and just getting your start? Yeah, I will say I'm so thankful for my parents because I think growing up, they taught me, hey, you can be or do whatever you, you want to be and do. And they supported that. Um, and whatever that looked like. Um, and I also loved, I listened to your Ted talk of you said when you're younger, you're so scared to call the pizza guy to order the pizza. And at a young age, I was too. And my mom had to like push me out of the car to go pick up the to-go order that she already paid for, but I was so nervous to do it, but she pushed me to do those things. Or, hey, my uncle is a high school football coach. My mom's like, go down to your uncle on the field. And I was so scared. And finally she pushed me to go do it. And so I think by their guidance of pushing me to do those things, but then also learning, like you got to do it scared sometimes too. And even to this day, you're doing things that you're scared of, but it's like, Hey, you may not like it. You, it may feel uncomfortable, but you do it. And then you'll learn how to, you know, be in that environment. And so I think my parents giving me that confidence in myself and then pushing me to do those opportunities then allowed me, Hey, I grew up on the field with my uncle. I can be on the ice with these coaches and professional athletes. So it's just learning how to be put in those situations and always know you may not be ready, but just jump in and do it. Like you said, just start. Yeah. Well, your parents pushed you to get in the arena. So who is that for you today? Now that you're you know, off on your own on the other side of the country in DC, who is that person that is in your life that helps push you to keep propelling forward? Yeah, well, that's a great question. I think, I mean, my parents still were very close this day. They inspire me on a daily basis. My husband as well here at home, just pushing me to always, um, you know, strive for what I want. But then ultimately, I think it's in myself as well. Like that confidence is ingrained in what I want to be or do and achieve. It's that drive of always wanting more that kind of pushes me like, hey, maybe I don't like this and maybe I'm uncomfortable, but I know this is what I want to do and should be doing. Um, so I think it comes from the, you know, my loved ones around me, but then also takes me internally to be like, all right, let's do this. Yeah. And you're currently the host of the Washington Capitals pregame and postgame shows on NBC. How did you land that job? And what advice would you give to job seekers looking to land their next dream role? Yeah. So what's interesting about this sports broadcasting profession is probably true in sports management, whatever role uh, women are in in sports in the business side or on the broadcast side, 
it's tough because it's not a profession where there's one path where it's like, hey, you graduate and you become a nurse. Like this profession is so much different. There's no one path, which is sometimes scary, but it's also beautiful that everyone has different paths to lead them to where they're going. Um, so I think for me, it was kind of taking turns of, hey, I, did I think I would ever be covering the WNBA or live in Washington, D.C. with my parents in California? probably not at 15, but it was something I knew this is what I wanted to do and just follow this path. So working in Texas led me to, again, posting videos, posting things on social media. People saw my work. Uh, the woman at the time who was booking talent here in DC for NBC saw my work on YouTube, reached out via email, asked me to come do an audition. At the time, had never done, done an audition, but I figured let's just go for it and try and we'll see what it's like. Uh, came here, did the audition, and uh, originally in 2019, started a nightly sports talk show here in DC. And then when COVID hit, I think a lot of worlds shifted. And at that point, I was doing podcasts, writing for blogs for our website, like just doing anything to keep myself, you know, busy and helpful to our company of whatever they needed me to do. And after that, they slid me over to the Capitals role. And I was here in DC previous doing that other work. And I knew how much these fans love the Capitals. And so it was an honor and a dream to get the role. It was a lot at the start. Be like, okay, here I am walking to this position. What is this going to look like? But I always tell people now it's like the best thing to happen to me personally and professionally. So it was just taking the leap of faith, following the journey to get to this point. Um, and again, my best advice to people is just go for it. Keep following, you know, your dreams and you never know where it's going to take you. But sometimes like this turn, maybe it's unexpected, but it works out for the best. Yeah. And what advice do you have for people who deal with criticism of their work? How do you handle it? And how do you maintain an attitude of improvement when you are such a public figure, which exposes you to other people's opinions? Yeah, it's a very, it's a tough one because you, we have so many, this business is so subjective too. And people may tell you, Hey, this is what you should look like. It's how you dress. Or you have, you know, people on social media or the trolls telling you certain things or, Hey, I only got this job. Cause you know, I'm a pretty face and things like that. Um, I think again, it's that confidence in myself of knowing, you know, I put my best foot forward and I'm hardworking. And eventually even this job, I got some, some comments at the start. Most people were supportive. And then like a month in people are like, okay. I see why you got this job. Like, you know, I showed them that I was, you know, meant to be here and worked to get here. And I think for me, that helps um, as well as learning. I put myself in kind of an athlete shoe because it's hard for me to sometimes wrap my head around things myself. But say putting me as an athlete, it's like, hey, Tom Brady throws an interception and you go back and you he still performs and he's still like one of the best to do it. So I try to tell myself to like not be too hard on myself that, hey, you may throw an interception, you got to get back up and do it again, or people may say things, but it's just having that, you know, I know my worth and know that I came prepared and did the best that I could do. And we're all human. We may make some mistakes, but I try not to let it get to me. Uh, you know, sometimes it's tough but for the most part, just try to remember who I am and what I do and um, try to block out the noise. <laughs> yeah. You laid out so many good tips in that answer. I just want to highlight a couple of them show that you are meant to be there. So remember that in the first place you got hired for what you can do. So go out there and do it and don't let anybody stop you. Put yourself in the athlete's shoe. I think that's such a good metaphor for us who are working in sports. And we know how much the athletes deal with, like, why are we so special, you know, sitting in our, our chairs in the front office or, you know, behind the microphone when, they have to go out there and perform each and every day and are subjected to, to that criticism. And then 
The third thing you said was know your worth. I mean, really yeah. deep down inside, you have to know and love who you are and what you can do and let that carry you forward. So those were such great reminders and things that our audience really needs to, to take away from today's conversation. Yeah, no, I love that. And even for me, hey, like athletes sit in there, watch film, go over what they've done in the past. That's what I try to do. And for anyone's jobs, okay, revisit that, look at how we could get better. And like I said, yeah, it's crazy. Put yourself in the athlete's shoes who they have, you know, the next best person waiting as their backup trying to take their job too, you know? So it's, we try to be the best we could be, but yeah, that definitely helps is putting myself in that athlete's mindset um, to do those things is helpful. So what's been the biggest hurdle that you've had to overcome in your career? Yeah. Um, when I, it's an interesting, when I hear that question, what's the biggest hurdle? Um, and it's interesting, the twists and turns your career takes, I think the biggest thing, it may not be like one specific hurdle, but it's just in general of that, you know, the unknown path in the sports business, it's learning, like, is this right for me? Is this the path that I want to take? Is this going to lead me to, you know, in my head, what I think is what I want to do? Um, things like that is hard. Cause sometimes it's like, Hey, I, you see Erin Andrews, like, how did she get to where she is? And sometimes I think that could be um, a big hurdle for people even starting or even for me, sometimes learning where are we going next um, and learning that. But it's also learning, hey, got to be in the moment at the same time. Um, so not I don't think a specific thing, but kind of an overarching hurdle of this business. Yeah, I would totally agree with that. You see somebody else's journey when they're close to the finish line and you're comparing yourself when you might not have even started the race. And that's not fair to you. And that's not fair to them and their accomplishments and the amount of time that they've put in. So you really have to know your own story and, you know, going back to the top of the interview, like just start, you have to, your car can't go anywhere if you don't put it in least in drive. Right. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. And I think too, as I say all this, cause I think us women and all these trailblazers, like, Hey, you're in women in sports, you're pushing, you have this goal of what you want to do, but it's also like, Hey, we need to take a second to realize where we are is amazing too. And I know I have to remind myself of that too. And I've heard you talk on your podcast and speak before. It's kind of like, Hey, it's great to be driven and have that goal, but also celebrate like the wins and what you're doing right now, which sometimes I think we could overlook too. Yeah, absolutely. If we don't celebrate we, there's no marker. Like it's, it's, it gets really sciencey really quick in your brain. Like if, yeah. if you don't celebrate your wins, there is no behavior to replicate in the future. If you just breeze through it and chase the next dream, yeah. you don't know what it's like to have success. So it, it's so important. It's so important. And, you know, our listeners are primarily women, women who work in the sports industry or are climbing the corporate ladder What are three tips that you've got for using social media to share your voice, to share your wins and to build your personal brand? I think the last one, like build your personal brand. It's so important on social media, be yourself, share who you are. Um, Like I love taking photos and sharing what I'm doing. Do that, be yourself, whatever that looks like photos, videos, travel, like whatever that looks like, be yourself on social media, because ultimately that's an extension of who you are. I also think it's super important in my profession and broadcasting, but also in any businesswoman's profession of sharing what you're doing, keeping people informed, whether it's a link to an article you just posted or a video that you did, or for me, hey, I'm going to appear on this show at this time, tune in, you know, sharing what you're doing. So your community and people on social media can only get excited with you, but also maybe 
build an audience that maybe didn't think they were interested, but it's right there. So they're going to click on it or they're going to tune in. Um, so I think that's definitely very important to promote your work and share what you're doing. Um, and I also just think have fun. And also, like I said, tied to the first thing of being yourself, your social media is an extension of who you are. So like for me, I'm always representing the capitals and monumental sports, something bigger than myself. So it's also looking at, hey, does am I being myself, but also, you know, would I be okay that people are looking at this and seeing the right message that I want them to get from my page, I think is also um, important when it comes to social media. If you are listening to this podcast, I know you are a busy professional. We can agree we are always looking for products that are convenient and make life easier. Mobot water bottles are one of these products. It's a water bottle and a foam roller in one. I use the water bottle at the gym, staying hydrated in boot camp and then flipping the bottle on its side at the end of class to quickly foam roll my legs. It helps with recovery and gets me back to work faster. Get yours at mobot.com and use the code leadershipisfemale, all one word, to get 15% off. Support Lonnie Cooper, the female founder of this product, and support yourself. This is a must-have wellness water bottle. I don't know about you, but I love learning more about myself. If there's a quiz out there to help me better understand who I am, I'll take it. If there's a journal prompt, I'm using it. But how about a business that helps female leaders communicate effectively while inspiring confidence and trust in those you want to impact? Sign me up. Breakthrough Brands is unlocking clarity for women leading progress. They build leadership brands for women to discover what inspires them, define what drives them, and unlock how to share their brands with others. Do you want to gain clarity on your personal brand? Shoot me a note at leadershipisfemale at gmail.com or on Instagram, and we will introduce you to the women who will help you unlock your leadership brand. That's BreakthroughBrands.com. At Leadership is Female, we are serious about supporting you in your career. That includes the tips to get you ahead inside your current organization or provide you with the next big opportunity in a new role. That's why we have partnered with Legacy Search, an executive recruiting firm specializing in mid to senior level executive searches across professional, collegiate, and minor league sports. Check out the openings listed at LegacySportsSearch.com or in our monthly Leadership is Female newsletter. Hint, if you have not signed up for the newsletter, head to leadershipisfemale.com. If you find a job listed at Legacy Sports Search that looks like it should be yours, email us at leadershipisfemale at gmail.com and we will introduce you directly to the opportunity. This is your career. Make the most of it. Oh, I totally agree. And, you know, sometimes it's, it's difficult to put yourself out there and yeah. post things that, that feel personal, whether it's, it's an accomplishment and you start to get this voice in the back of your head. That's like, you know, who am I? Or, oh, people are going to think that I'm so self-centered if all I do is, is share the things that I've done well. And I see you shaking your head right now. What's going through yeah. your mind? Yeah, I think the yeah, totally is sometimes we don't want to give ourselves credit for that. And also it came to mind as thinking, hey, you could also share another woman's work or something else that you like, you know, tie in certain things that maybe you're like, okay, I don't want this to be all about me. Well, you know, extend those voices. Um, and like you said, also 
as comfortable as you are, you can share the good and the bad. A lot of times social is always like those wins and the, the celebratory things. But if you're comfortable, you know, you can show some of those raw moments or maybe explore something with your audience or show a lesson you learned. Um, whatever you're comfortable with sharing, I also think is important. Yeah, so true. But also just pushing that boundary just a little bit into discomfort. Yeah, that's really where the, the growth happens. And also, you know, I heard several years ago, one of the best pieces of advice I got for like putting myself out there was to think about what it can do for somebody else. So me posting that accomplishment or sharing that tip helps lead that person forward and gives them permission to do the same. Like they see me celebrating my own accomplishment. They're like, oh, well, you know, Emily did it. And no one told her you're a terrible person for posting about yourself. Like I was happy when I read what she did. Like that gives me permission to do the same. Yeah. I think not only inspiring someone else to share, but also inspiring another person, maybe inspired by your words or what you're saying in there to also go after that. So I think there's multiple levels that I think is great to remember and why it's so important to share. Like, it's not always about you, it's about others. And that's very important to share because it allows those other people who maybe are dreaming to be in your role one day, like, Hey, this is how I can get there. This is what I should do. hundred percent. So, all right. You've been around sports your whole life. Okay, what's what's your greatest sports memory? I know so fun. There's been a lot of uh, fun moments throughout my career. Like I grew up a big Charger fan. I got to interview Ladanian Tomlinson at TCU. He went to TCU, my alma mater. So that was a huge moment for me and like a fangirl moment. Um, I think today, what's so cool, and I don't even think I realize how cool it is, is. Alex Ovechkin, one of the greatest hockey players to ever live. Like we get to cover him on a nightly basis. I talk to him at the side at practices. And I think that's one in the future I'll look back on and say how cool that is. But I think just being a part of all of those historic milestones he's achieving and me being the first one to get to talk to him after some of those live on our air um, is amazing. And then my last one, probably uh, a year ago, I covered the Tokyo Olympics stateside, but got to do um, a digital hosting role of an update desk. And that was definitely, you know, bucket list thing to say I've worked in Olympics with NBC. So those are a few of the highlights. Um, But it's a fun question because I think often you are so focused on the path and not looking at what are all these cool achievements I've done. So when you ask that, it's interesting to go back and really get to celebrate those moments and things. Yeah, I love what you said there. And I was going to to acknowledge you for your reflection and your excitement about all of the things that you get to do, like such get to do moments in your career. And it's not lost on you. And that is that's really special because you can get just this is the job. You know, you just keep moving forward rather than um, really living in that moment sometimes and be like, wow, like that was a really awesome thing that I got to be a part of, which yeah. is ultimately going to fuel you to keep pushing into the future when you're really acknowledging those moments. Yeah. And I think ultimately it comes down to, I love what I do. Like truly, this is, you know, my passion. I love sports. I love talking to people that I can't believe it's my job I get to do on a nightly basis, but it is fun too. Cause recently my mom just reminded me of like, I used to freak out high school football players. I got their autograph, like my uncle's players. And I thought that was the coolest thing ever back in the day. And now she's like, 
you're, you know, talking to Alex Ovechkin's NHL player, you know, this is what you used to dream about. And so it is, you know, good to sometimes, you know, remind yourself of that, which I know we don't, it's not always easy to do, but it's to enjoy those moments. Yeah. So we got to hear a little bit about your life on the ice and who you get to talk to and what you get to do and travel and sort of expand your sports coverage through NBC sports. What's life like for you in DC? Yeah, I love it. Actually. I came here not knowing anyone, having no family, never been before, fell in love with how green it is and beautiful and so fun. How, you know, DC, it's so historic with all the, you know, the white house and the monument and the Lincoln Memorial every day, you like pinch yourself that you get to live here. But um, I absolutely love it. So my life, a lot of times is something around sports. My husband's a professional scout for the pirates. So in my off season, sometimes I'm, you know, the scout's wife and going to baseball games with him around town to some of the Orioles affiliates. Um, And then for me, just enjoying life. A lot of times you'll find me on a trail or on a bike down to Georgetown and um, just really enjoying the environment here. And I always tell myself, it's like, I never would have thought I would be here, but how much I love it. I look at my husband all the time and be like, we can stay here. We love it. So we really have enjoyed it. But I think to anyone, if you're trying something new, go for it, look at the place. And then, you know, you'll find pieces that make, make it home to you that you can, that you could do. Here I am, Southern California girl, never thought I could make this happen. And uh, four years later, absolutely love it. Yeah. Great advice on, you know, finding the things that you love that make it home. Often in this career, you've got to pick up and move new places and and places you never thought you would live. Like me, I'm a Chicago girl in Reno, Nevada. And I have been here for a total of eight years. um, And this is home now. I mean, two of my three kids were born in this, in this city and you know, we, we love it. So you never know unless you open yourself up to those opportunities. hundred percent. Yeah. And I feel like the sports world, whatever capacity you're in, it's going to, you know, make you make those moves or those changes, but we're both testament that, uh, it can work out wherever it is. All right. Time for the final four questions. What's your best piece of advice for women to apply today to level up tomorrow? Yeah. Love this one. Um, I think just go for it. And also like, I'm inspired, Emily, by your message and your podcast of what you're doing um, and just inspiring us to, you know, whether it's uncomfortable, just get out and start or whether it's for that listener who's like, okay, I don't have a social media. I've never posted before. Like get out there and post, like do something. Um, I think those things, pushing yourself to maybe getting uncomfortable, whatever that looks like, whether that's writing an email or applying for a job or doing something on social media, um, I just hope, you know, and, and even for me, it's a good reminder, just inspire myself to do those things that maybe you're uncomfortable doing, but just get out there and do it. And like how, if there's someone out there who's listening, who isn't in the profession and wants to change, you know, I got my start with my parents recording me on an iPad and creating my own YouTube channel. And years later now I'm doing what I love. So it's just, it may seem small, but it's very important. And the sports world is big, but small. So you'll meet people that probably have connections elsewhere. And one thing will lead to another. Um, that's kind of how my path has taken off. Yeah. And it doesn't take, but one, right? Like I think yeah. maybe sometimes we build up this wall or this barrier in front of us that it, it's, it's invisible. We're building our own wall when really it might just take one view or one like, or one contact or one person to see your content and then be inspired to, to do their best. And so, you know, set the bar at one. It's, it's all it's going to take. 
Yeah. Yeah. And even for me, it's funny when, you know, like I said, starting in high school and it's, but now all those high school players are in college and in the NFL. So again, like, that's what I tell people too. people are like, Oh, high school, like that's not really what I'm thinking I want to do or whatever it looks like, whether it's minor leagues or in your profession, whatever that looks like those small things, like everyone grows and builds up. And now, you know, I've got connections at all levels, or like I said, coaches, we're seeing those work. So you may think it's like irrelevant or small, but there is meaning behind what you're doing. So true. All right. Where are you traveling to next? I love this one because I do love to travel with my husband being the scout. I like take advantage of all the points from his travel. So that's how I uh, benefit. Uh, so we've gone to Italy. We just went in February, which was amazing. And up next for us is Charleston. So he's doing a scouting trip. I'm going to jump on never been. Um, so Charleston's on the list for us. We want to get to Nashville. Um, so those are two places up next for us, but definitely love to travel. What is your pump up song? I have so many different songs. I know. I'm like, can you pick one? I don't know. Yeah. I always laugh at this question always. Cause I'm like, I hate picking one song. Cause if you say like one song, one person, you're like, okay, you're just that fan. But I always listen to like classic Justin Bieber for me or fun country, um, or find some pump up station, uh, to listen to or something that just soothes me. I also listen to, so not one artist, but a variety of, uh, songs on the way to work. <laughs> Love it. All right. And then finally, what is your favorite quote? Favorite quote. It's actually funny because I have it on my uh, phone screen. Let's see. Okay. It is don't wish for it, work for it. And it's something I've always, you know, had and said, here we go. There it is. Mm. Don't wish for it, work for it. So to what we've been talking about, it's all about just get out there and make that wish a reality and do it, um, I think has helped and inspired me that quote throughout my, my career. Well, I think that perfectly sums up our conversation and our interview is you haven't wished for one thing in your life. You've been working towards it since you were a teenager. And I think that's so inspiring. And I hope that the audience really took the lesson forward that, you know, you don't have to, go back in time and be 16 again, you nope. can start today and, and with time, make your dreams happen. So thank you so much for being a part of this podcast and we can't wait to watch you soar. Thank you so much. And thank you for inspiring the next generation of women. It's amazing what you're doing. With that, let's get into the top four takeaways. Number one, you can do anything you want to do. Number two, show them you were meant to be there. The quickest way to earn respect is through great work. Number three, know your worth. And number four, keep people in your community informed about what you are doing so they can get excited with you. Thank you so much for spending your time with us today. Time is your most precious resource and it means the world that you spent it with us. Please help us reach more people who need to hear these interviews by hitting the subscribe button and the five-star rating on your iPhone. Do you know someone who could benefit from this interview? Please share it. Take a screenshot and post your Instagram stories, copy the link and share on LinkedIn, or text that link to your colleague. The Leadership is Female podcast exists to showcase female leadership in sports and entertainment and give you the tips to level up. We will extend a hand back to lead you forward. Extend the same hand by sharing this with someone who needs to hear it. One last thing. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Leadership is Female. Now. Take this lesson and run. Let's go.
This podcast was recorded and edited by Emily Jansen, public relations by Paige Hegedus, and distributed by Anchor FM.